Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Once again, to Life Changers International Church, and I believe that God has connected us in these times that we're living in so that we can be the best version of ourselves, so we can experience all that God has for us. I want to pray for you right now that you would experience all that God has for you this week, this month, this year, the rest of your life. Your best days are your next days. I prophesied and declare it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you said that we go from glory to glory, that from faith to faith, that our path is getting brighter and brighter until the full day. I pray for a brighter manifestation of healing, a brighter manifestation of wisdom and favor surrounding each of us like a shield. I pray for every person who's struggling with anxiety. I speak peace over you right now. Everybody struggling with trauma, with fear, with worry. I speak peace, healing, wholeness in Jesus name for those that have needs that they can't meet right now. Father, thank you for meeting all their needs, providing for all their needs, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Thank you for healing from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. Thank you for your presence, Lord, bringing joy, bringing happiness, bringing supernatural peace in Jesus name. Amen. Well, over the last several weeks, we have been Romans 8:28 in our lives, right? For God causes all things to work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose, who love him and are called according to his purpose. He doesn't cause all things, but he causes all things to work together for good. He is working behind the scenes to bring his will to pass in your life. He's doing things in our lives that we can't see bigger than what we see, broader than what we see, greater than what we see, greater than what we could ask, hope for or imagine as well. In fact, that scripture in Romans chapter eight, verse twenty eight through verse thirty, I want to read this to you from the Message Bible. It's pretty powerful. It says God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. You know, he knows what he's doing in your life, right? God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the onset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands first in the line of humanity that God restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him, in Christ. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name, including yours. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. You've been made the righteousness of God justified in Christ. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Right now, God wants you to know he's staying with you to the end. You know why I encourage everybody to stay with it? The greatest lesson in life you can probably learn is stay with it. The greatest lesson in life in any area of life, stay with it stay with it. When you stay with something, 
you're going to see the win at the end. You're going to see the progress at the end. But God stays with us. Isn't it great? It says he stayed with them to the end. Why do we stay with it? Because God stays with it with us. Gloriously completing what he had begun. While God is gloriously completing what he has begun in your life, what is your part? What is my part? While God is doing what he was always intending to do, what can we be doing that God always intended for us to be doing? And if I can say it in a few words, I would say. If you could sum up God's glorious purpose for your life at the end of the day, it is simply to bring glory to him that at the end of the day, at the end of every explanation of every verse in the Bible, of every season of life, our lives are meant to bring glory to God. That doesn't mean we bring glory to him by being perfect. Remember, we're hip people around here, happy, imperfect people, H.I.P., happy, imperfect people bringing glory to God and you, your life giving glory to God has nothing to do with your perfection. I'm going to show you what it does have to do with. There's five things that I want to show you. I call it five steps to God's ultimate purpose for your life, five steps to God's ultimate purpose for your life. And by the way, what is God's ultimate purpose for your life to give him glory, ultimately to give him glory. We sing about it at Christmas. We give you all the glory. But and we sing it in other songs as well. But this is our ultimate purpose in life to give God the glory that he deserves, that our life would reflect what he intended for it to reflect, that our life would look like what God intended it to look like his original intention for your life, his ultimate intention for your life. That's what it means to give glory to God. When we sinned, the Bible says for all of sin and fallen short of the glory, that means we fell short of being all that we intended that he intended us to be. So if we will become all that he intended us to be, that is a life that gives him glory. Put yourself in his hands and allow him to cause you to fulfill his ultimate intention for your life. And there are five steps you can take to fulfill God's ultimate intention, God's ultimate purpose for your life, which will then give him glory. And I'll share them with you. In fact, I'm just going to tell you. When we look at our lives, every one of us, our life is a story and everyone's life, right? Everyone has a story and everyone's life is a story. And for each of us, the next week, the next month, the next year, the next decade, the next season of your life, it's going to include mistakes. It's going to include heartaches. It's going to include wrong turns. It's going to include tough times. It's going to include difficult decisions. It's going to include uncertainty. And while it includes all those things, it's okay. A lot of those things seem negative, but Life includes some negative things, 
But in all of that, it's okay. Because God's purpose for you is not meant to be mysterious. God's purpose for you is not meant to be uh, ups and downs and not certain, not sure what his glorious ending for you is meant to be. God's purpose for you is simple. To get glory from your life, to get glory from your life. Giving God glory, that's the ultimate purpose for your life, and you'll never be happy in life. You'll never be truly satisfied in life until you do what you were created to do. Give him glory. Can't always control the highs and lows of life, can you? But the one thing you can do, the one constant in your life, if you get this, you'll get everything. The one thing that you can constantly do in life is give God glory. When you're on the top of the mountain, you can give him glory because he got you there. When you're in the bottom of the valley, you can give him glory because he's with you there. Boy, we need to hear that. When you're on top of the mountain, you can give God glory because he got you there. When you're in the bottom of the valley, you can give God glory because he's with you there. Boy, and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right. So in Romans chapter four, we find out how to give glory to God. Five steps to God's ultimate purpose for your life or five steps to give God glory. What are they in Romans chapter four, verse 11? Watch this. And it says, and Abraham received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also and the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision, but who are also those who walk in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised. That's a lot of circumcision going on in this passage here, but I want you to see that the ultimate focus of this verse is the steps of the faith of our father Abraham, the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. This is what gives God glory following these steps of faith of our father Abraham. What are those steps? We jump down to verse 16 and we see what those steps are. It says to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Verse 17, as it is written, a father of many nations have I made you in the presence of whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist yet. Verse 18, in hope against hope, he believed talking about Abraham here in hope against hope, he believed so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be without becoming weak in faith. 
He contemplated his own body now as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, mm, somebody's got to say amen. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully assured that what God promised, he was able also to perform. Whoa, there is some powerful things here in this passage of Scripture. And this is the passage that includes the five simple steps or the five steps to God's ultimate purpose for your life, the five steps to give God glory with your life. How do you give him glory with your life? Because at the end of that verse, in verse 20, he says, yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was a, he was able also to perform, giving glory to God, giving glory to God. The whole purpose in life is us giving glory to God, giving glory to God. We don't want to give the glory to people. We don't want to give the glory to ourselves. We don't want to give the glory to accidents. Oh, nothing gets nothing deserves the glory. Nothing deserves to be the focus of everything in life except God. Nothing deserves to be to have all the attention, all the focus, all of the praise. This is what life is meant to be. This is what makes us truly happy. We're not happy when we could witness something amazing, but yet not give it praise, not be able to say anything about it, not be able to be thankful for it, to go to a if you had tickets to a to the Super Bowl or tickets to a World Series game that you could go there and you could watch the game, but you could never lift your hands. You could never applaud or you could never shout. You could never say yes when your team scores. Imagine what life would be like if you could only witness life and witness the glorious things that happen, but you couldn't praise those things. We're meant to give expression to the to the good in our life. We're meant to give expression of praise in life. And God deserves the greatest ultimate praise. So he deserves all the glory and giving God glory is simple. We give God we give God glory when we follow the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. And what are those steps? Number one, it's found in verse 18 in hope against hope. He believed. Beloved, if you can get a hold of this, what gives God glory is that when it seems like in any area of your life, there's no hope that even against hope you believe, even when it looks like there's no hope you believe, even when it looks like it could never happen, you believe, even when it looks like it's impossible, you believe this is what gives God glory. When it looks impossible, you believe when it looks like it can't happen. You believe when it looks like it can happen. You believe when it looks like it'll never happen. You believed in Jesus. Say, remember when he said to Martha and Mary, he said, didn't I tell you if you believed you would see the glory of God? If you believed you'd see the glory of God, if you believed you'd be giving the glory to God and therefore you would see the glory of God. If you believe in hope against hope, he believed. Step number one in giving God glory 
in fulfilling God's ultimate purpose for your life. Believe no matter what it looks like. Believe no matter what it anybody else says. Believe no matter what you feel. Believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who believe and seek him, focus on him and what he's done in life. In hope against hope, he believed and then he became that he would become so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Paul is quoting Genesis chapter 15, chapter 12, chapter 15, chapter 17, when God spoke to Abraham and said, so shall your descendants be. Paul is telling us that even though there was no reason to have any hope, Abraham believed what had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. He believed what had been spoken. Believe what God's word has spoken. Believe that you're healed by his stripes, no matter what it looks like. Believe your whole family's coming to Jesus, no matter what it looks like. Believe that you're the head and not the tail, no matter what it feels like. Believe you're going to receive the promise that that you stood on or the promise that you've believed or the promise that God made. Believe it against all hope. He believed. Number two, the second step that Abraham lays out for us, it says, without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body now as good as dead. Boy, this is something that we need to double click on. It says without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body in life. If you look at something the way it is, so often we get our courage, we get our motivation, we get our happiness from what we see. But if you could see that what God's trying to get across to us is Abraham contemplated his own body. Abraham is recognizing his own body is now as good as dead but he did not allow what things looked like to cause him to become weak in faith. Our faith is not in what it looks like without becoming weak in faith. He contemplated his own body now as good as dead. In other words, he knew he was 100 years old. Faith doesn't mean that you pretend that you don't you don't that you don't have a problem. Faith does not mean that you pretend that you don't have a bad doctor's report. Faith doesn't mean that you ignore what it looks like. Faith doesn't mean that you refuse to acknowledge what it looks like. Faith means that even when you evaluate what it looks like, your faith is not weakened, even though he recognized his body was as good as dead because he was ninety nine years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not allow what he saw 
to make his faith become weak. When when Jesus followed Jairus, when Jairus said, Lord, please come to my house, my daughter's sick. When Jesus went with Jairus, as he was going, the daughter died and they reported back to the father while Jesus was with him. Don't bother the master anymore. The girl is dead. Jesus said, only believe, only believe. And I really want to encourage you. When we real when we look at something as it truly is, we don't have to allow that to make us weak in faith. We can simply recognize what it is and it could even get worse, but we're not going to let the present condition of our life dictate our faith. Number three. So number one, against hope, he believed. Number two, without becoming weak in faith, he saw what it looked like, but he did not allow the present condition to weaken his faith. Don't allow your present condition to weaken your faith in what God said. Number three, verse 20 says, yet with respect to the promise of God. Woo, I love this verse. Yet with respect to the promise of God. Yet with respect. We have to respect the promise of God. Respect is simple. It means to turn away from all else and look only at one thing. It really is similar to the word fear in a good way, the fear of God. It's respect of God, respect to the promise of God. In other words, the Bible says this word means to turn away from all else. And focus on one thing, respect the promise of God, no matter what it looks like, respect the promise, no matter what it feels like, respect the promise, no matter what anybody says about it, respect the promise of God. And then notice this. Number four, he did not waver in unbelief. These are the steps that give glory to God. He did not waver in unbelief. The way we waver in unbelief is by looking at God's promise and then wondering if God can do it. Focusing on God's promise and then not being sure that it can happen. Unbelief. There is a cure to unbelief. The cure to unbelief is feeding yourself faith. If you starved, if you starved your fears and fed your faith, you would not waver in unbelief. Every time you waver, feed your faith. He's he's not saying be perfect. He's saying he didn't waver in unbelief. So if you are wavering in unbelief, the thing that gives glory to God is when you are wavering, feed your faith. We're all going to waver sometimes. What do we do about it? 
We feed our faith. He did not waver in unbelief. Why? Because he fed his faith. We have to feed our faith. The way we feed our faith is to continue to go back to the promises of God and speak those promises, pray those promises. And then you start wavering and you're not sure. Go back to the promise of God. Speak it again. Go back to the promise of God. Thank God for it again. Go back to the promise of God and declare it then. Prophesy that promise out of your mouth. He did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith. The only way to grow strong in faith is to feed your faith. The only way to address unbelief is to starve the unbelief and feed your faith. And then he says, giving glory to God, number five, being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Here you have the steps of the faith of our father, Abraham. These are the steps that give glory to God. Anybody can believe when everything's going good. But what gives God glory is against hope. You believe what gives God glory is without becoming weak in faith. When you see the present condition, you don't allow that to dictate your faith. What gives God glory is when you respect the promise of God turn away from all else, turn away from what everybody else says, turn away from everybody else's opinion and respect the promise of God. I have so much respect for the promise of God because of the one who made the promise. The promise of God is so sure because it is impossible for God to lie. That's why I respect the promise of God that gives God glory. And number four, He did not waver in unbelief. But he grew strong in faith. It gives God glory when you're attending here, joining here, connecting here and feeding your faith and starving your doubts, feeding your faith, starving your unbelief, feeding your faith, starving your anxieties or fears. Got to feed your faith if you want to starve your unbelief. And number five, what gives God glory is being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. If you would just make the decision today. And every moment when life comes against you, every moment when life hits you in those moments, believe against all hope, believe in those moments. Don't give power to the present condition. Don't let the present condition dictate what you believe. Respect the promise of God, have respect for what God said, meaning. I'm not going to focus on anybody else's opinion except God's. That's I'm taking God's opinion about me. I'm taking God's opinion about you. I'm taking God's opinion about life. That's respecting the promise of God and. Feeding our faith, starving our doubts. Being fully assured what God promised 
he was able to perform. That is how you give glory to God. And those are the five steps to God's ultimate purpose for your life, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter when you're experiencing it. This is what honors and glorifies him. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that we were born to give you glory. We we're created to give you glory. And we choose a life of faith because that gives you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Now, if you've never received Jesus Christ to Savior and Lord, let's pray together. Just pray this after me. You want to be sure you're going to heaven when you die to as many as received him to them. He gave the right to become the children of God. All you've got to do is receive him. Just pray this out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus Christ as my savior. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. From this moment forward, I'm a child of God. Now, if you prayed that prayer, believe me, God heard you. Believe me, it happened. Believe me, God took out your old heart, gave you a new one. You might not feel a thing, but God did hear and he saved you. It's that simple. Jesus did it all. We simply believe. Congratulations. If you prayed that prayer, you can be absolutely sure from this moment forward you're going to heaven and you're going to spend eternity with God. And I'll see you there. If I don't see you before that, I'll see you there for sure. And I hope to see you next week, though, right here. Same time, same place. By the way, if you just prayed that prayer to receive Jesus, check out the link on your screen and make sure that you get a copy of my book, The Power of a New Life. It's absolutely free. You can download it anywhere in the world. Just check that link right below. And I can't wait to see you at our next service. God bless.